Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or anything that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Well, here we are, early fall and looking ahead at cold and flu season. We certainly have learned a lot, gotten a good education on some aspects of staying healthy. We're physically distancing and having good ventilation whenever we're in public. You can choose to wear a mask when you're in big groups. You may be taking vitamins, but you still wonder what else you can do to protect yourself and stay as healthy as possible this winter. Well, today I'm going to cover some of those lifestyle aspects that may be sabotaging your health that you're not aware of. But first, a little recap on the vitamins that I consider essential. You know, a lot of them that we may be deficient in or ones that are just going to enhance the immune pathways that are going to keep your immune system fine-tuned. So first, a little recap. One thing, a good multivitamin that has iodine, selenium, A, B, and a good one is probably going to have enough zinc, but be sure also that the vitamin doesn't have a lot of fillers and dyes and synthetic ingredients. Second thing, look for zinc in that multivitamin. You know, if your multi doesn't have 25 milligrams for a woman or 50 for a man, you might want to consider bumping that up yourself. Next thing, C-complex. I like to take 500 to 1,000 milligrams of C-complex time release a couple times a day, especially if I'm under a lot of stress or maybe just take one before the news comes on. Second, third thing, or I guess it's a fourth thing, vitamin D, especially in Northwest Ohio. Boy, if you're not supplementing vitamin D, you are going to be grossly deficient, just about guaranteed. And we want our lab values, if you have labs taken, to be around 60. That usually takes two to 5,000 IUs daily of a supplement. Uh, some of that's going to come in your multi, so factor that in. Fifth thing, quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, quercetin, rich in onions. Boy, 500 milligrams a couple times a day. We used to think this polyphenolic bioflavonoid was just really useful for helping the mast cells to protect from allergies, build you up so you don't have a lot of allergic reaction. But in the past couple of years, research has come on strong to find that it actually strengthens the cell against the inflammatory spike proteins of COVID and aids in the uptake of zinc into the cell, which is also essential for good immune function. Pretty cool how that body works. So eating onions is going to help, but you may want to supplement with a little quercetin. Next thing, number six, curcumin. There is a reason why the BCM extract of turmeric is my favorite supplement. It helps just about every pathway to perform better. It's anti-inflammatory on a cellular level, and it's been used to help everything from fatty liver disease to arthritis. It is on my daily list. If you want to live to be 100, know you're there and glad you're there, you may want to consider it. Um, other top supplements you might want to consider, elderberry, astragalus, knack, melatonin, so many good things we can do to bump things up. Okay, so that's a recap 
of my daily essentials. Everyone wants to know what I'm doing, what I recommend, so that's what I do. But next, I'm going to cover what you may be doing that's really bad for you. First thing, staying in isolation. Avoiding people is a killer for more than one reason. Studies in socially isolated primates, because we can't do that to people, but we do that in mice and primates and basically any other species, it's shown that when you isolate, you're upregulating all the inflammation in infections and just overall levels of inflammation go up and it downregulates the genes that actually fight off viruses. So if you're isolating, you're actually harming your immune system and causing higher levels of inflammation. And those higher levels of inflammation are also a driver for cardiovascular disease. There was a study that in fact found that isolation increases the risk of heart disease by 29% and stroke by 32%. Social isolation is also linked to a downregulation of interferon and impaired response to infections like HIV. So just being around other people is really good for your immune system and your heart. Loneliness is also leading to memory loss in older people. And isolated people are twice as likely to die prematurely than those with robust social interactions. We found this to an amazing extent in the blue zones around the the world. These are areas on the planet where when people are born, they can just plan on living to be 100. I love those blue zones. They they really, we give a lot of really good information on longevity. So also something, it's not just the older people, but these effects start really young. We found that socially isolated children have poorer health 20 years later, even after controlling for other factors. You know, all told, loneliness is at least an important risk factor in early death as obesity and smoking. People need to be around other people. And as a side note, there's another really important hormone that's released when we give or receive hugs. It's called oxytocin. It's really good for us. So number one thing to avoid is isolation. You know, get around other people. And if it be weird to give them a hug, just give them a big genuine smile. It's going to be good for both of you. And we really need that these days. Kindness is underestimated. Next thing we have to watch is eating processed fats and proteins from processed foods or commercially raised meats. We really find that that affects the cell's immune response and a whole bunch of metabolic pathways then that inhibits your body's viral resistance. Not only that, but bad fats and proteins disturb the healthy, friendly gut microbes. And right now, a lot of people are doing this dirty keto thing. So if you're doing low carb, just make sure you're focusing on eating clean fats, clean protein, and be sure to get enough low carb veggies to keep that digestive tract healthy. You know, you can do keto super healthy. I know you can, but just make sure you're avoiding the junk fat and junk protein. 
Next thing to avoid is too much time indoors. Research finds we currently spend a whopping 93% of our time indoors. Mind you, we are designed to be outside all the time. Not only do we need to spend time in nature to reset our nervous system and make vitamin D, but there are so many other responses that we have to sunshine that we're just beginning to understand. Even your sleep cycle is affected by daylight. Good daylight early in the day can assure a better night's sleep. When that sun enters your eyes, it triggers all sorts of good things in the brain. And it's especially good in the early hours. Take off those sunglasses, any lenses, even contact lenses, and at least walk around the yard a little bit. And I'm not saying to look at the sun, just be in full sunlight. Let that come in. I know these days are getting shorter, and with the time change, you may feel like you work all day and barely see the sun. So just get out there as much as you can, even if you're taking 15 minutes over lunchtime to sit in the sun. Not only is it going to take some stress off and make vitamin D, but you may be resetting a lot of other hormones that are going to even help you with a good night's sleep. So, Number four, another thing that may be sabotaging your health, and you may be really unable to do so much about, is too long of a work week. With that lockdown last year, a lot of us started working from home. May have channeled a lot more energy into work, and that 40-hour work week may now be a lot longer when you start counting up all those hours. Or if you just get home from work, and you plunk down in front of the TV or the computer at night. If you're like me, you're working on a project, you tend to want to sit and get it done. Not good. Sitting is the new smoking. You know, so if you, you, you just need to get up and stretch, move your legs, move that lymph. Sitting and just using mental energy suppresses the immune system, increases markers of inflammation, reduces the natural killer cells, that are like heat-seeking missiles to cancer cells. This kind of stress also disrupts that friendly gut flora. You know, when they talk about that gut-brain axis, truly true. There are a lot of things that you can do to help this. I mean, I let my smart watch nag me every hour. If I haven't moved, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do something. I'm going to swing my arms. I'm going to do a few armchair push-ups, a few tricep dips. I don't care. Just do something. And if you aren't ready to do actual exercise, just move. Nothing major. Just move. You know, if you find the mandatory long work week is causing stress, you can't do anything about it, maybe try some supplements like valerian, L-theanine, ashwagandha. There's so many things from nature that have been given us to help. So, That way, they're going to fight the stress while you're trying to dial back that workload. Okay, number five, maybe you've channeled all that extra time into extreme workouts. Exercise is good for you. It gets your immune system working better, and it's known to help you avoid infections, but too much is too much. Overtraining can backfire. A good goal is 30 to 60 minutes a day. Change it up. Don't do the same thing all the time. You're going to wear out those joints if you do. And fitness isn't one thing. It's aerobic. It's strength. It's flexibility. It's balance. 
you have to hit all of them to be really fit. And the older we get, the more we have to pay attention to all of these. We lose a huge percentage of muscle mass every decade, as much as 10% if you don't exercise. You know, so that's not good. By the time you get to be 90, you don't want to look like that. And it's not good for you. So to heck with what you look like. We also lose flexibility and balance. And that's not good. But the good thing is, all these things are modifiable. We need to be wiser as we get older. And it's okay. We're supposed to be wiser as we get older. You know, if you just sit, your body's going to get weak. And not only that, your brain's going to shrink. You know, so if you want to be sharp, have a good memory, not be at risk of falling, you want to exercise not too much, about a half hour a day, and you're golden. That's good. Okay, number six. Another thing that's really important that can sabotage our health, and you may not think about it, is being too clean, using too many sanitizers. The hygiene theory that has emerged way before COVID is that with all the sanitation in modern society, our microbes have suffered. We've killed off a lot of the essential good microbes. We need exposure to these things to make our immune system strong. Just like exercise is a stress that is good for us, exposure to microbes is essential for our health too. The hygiene theory suggests that if we are over clean, we're at risk for autoimmune disease, allergies. There's that sweet spot. Just enough exposure, but not too much, just like exercise. Just enough, not too much. Scrubbing your body with antimicrobial soaps really disrupts the body's microbe, and that is your body's age-old defense against harmful organisms. We need these microbes to do a lot for us. They make vitamins we can't make. They crosstalk with our cells to make hormones, neurochemicals that are really essential for our Oh, just our existence. In fact, if you were to count the microbes that live in us and on us, they should outnumber us by a long shot, at least two to one. And some texts say 10 to one. We really need to take care of the friendly flora by doing certain things. Things you can do to keep these friends healthy is eat a lot of vegetables, eat fermented foods like yogurt and sauerkraut, even pickles, spend time in nature, garden, play in the yard where microbes are abundant. Clean with plain old soap and water. Just the friction of your hands combined with natural soap is enough to wash those germs down the drain. So many of these chemicals that are put in antimicrobials or antibacterial soaps have been linked to increased disease rates. So be clean, but not too clean especially children whose immune systems are just forming, we really need to be wary of what this super hygiene is doing to all of us, including our children. Number seven, next thing you have, and you know I've got to say it, sugar, public enemy number one. Sugar is inflammatory. Sugar is immune suppressing. Sugar is addictive. It suppresses the immune system for six hours after you eat it. So if you eat sugar at breakfast, at lunch and dinner with a bedtime snack, you are asking for the virus to visit your doorstep. I've become a real stickler over sugar. If you do only one thing, 
kick sugar. You're going to feel so much better physically, mentally, emotionally. It really is a drug. And if you think I'm overstating this, watch my webinar, The Truth About Sugar. And then let's talk. It's no nutrition. Doesn't bring anything to party, but yet it burns up so many vitamins and minerals in its metabolism. Instead, if you want something sweet, eat a piece of fruit. Sweeten with monk fruit or stevia and your body is going to thank you. I've had people lose 20 pounds and kick anxiety with just giving up sugar. Lastly, watching TV, computer screens, or any electronic screen for two to three hours before bed is going to disrupt your sleep. And when you don't have all those sleep cycles that your body needs to go through all the cleanup, fix-up modes, you're putting yourself in harm's way. If you're not getting at least seven hours of restful sleep, you won't be producing a lot of the necessary disease-fighting compounds. In fact, research shows that if you don't sleep at least seven hours, you are seven times more likely to catch a cold. Some things that, that you may think to do to help is going to be, if you can't give up those things, is to wear blue-blocking glasses at night if you simply have to be on electronics. Maybe drink a cup of bedtime tea, take a hot bath or shower, maybe even take melatonin that research says is really immune-enhancing and helps the body fight viruses. I really hate some of those medications that are for sleep. They don't allow the body and the brain to go through the natural cycles of sleep. And it's truly in these cycles, the brain cleanses, the memories consolidate and organize, and your brain refreshes. So many of those sleep drugs are even linked to increased risk of dementia. So talk to your doctor. If you're on any of these, see if there's alternatives. We need quality sleep for our health, vitality, and longevity. There you have eight things that could be sabotaging your health, and maybe you never thought of them. Diet and lifestyle therapy, I think, is the most important foundational things to consider when we truly want to be disease-resistant. Basic things, but the body is built on certain rules of biology that if we break too many too often, we're in peril of losing our health. So there you go. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you may want to listen to this again. You can go to my website, debford.com. And on social this month, just so you know, I'm doing an, an additional education on gut health, specifically SIBO in an email series. All sorts of free ways to help you get the health you deserve. Fabulous. Have a great day.